Welcome back, everybody. This is Yoho, number one podcast in the world with the number one host in the world. Borderline Texas Trash, baby. Episode 109, and I'm your favorite host with the most, baby. Too sweet to be sour. The iconic power. It's Uncle Boo, baby. We're going to get funky like a monkey up in here today. We're going to have fun just having some good old times. Sorry if uh, Mike is uh, being retarded. I thought it was in a good spot, but it's not. But, uh, this is Borderline Texas Trash, like I said, guys. And I'm your host with the most, Uncle Boo, baby. Hope you're uh, ready for a good show. I got a lot of stuff planned up. Got some stuff to do for uh, since it's Father's Day weekend. So make sure you slap your father and say, I love you, Paul. Don't forget that. But anyways, guys, uh, strap in, get in, sit in, and get ready. We're going to get funky. All right, man. I hope you guys have been having a great work week. I hope everything's going fine in your life. I hope everybody's happy, healthy, and just beautiful. So, yeah, and I want to say thank you to everybody once again. The numbers keep growing, uh, so I, I'm just glad they're growing. You know, I don't have, I don't need it to be skyrocketing and be. They're growing one or two a day. I'm fine, man. I'm happy. So I'm getting all sorts of numbers every day. It's pretty fun, pretty amazing. Like I said, you guys make me feel real and dear doing this, and uh, they just make me feel good. You know, that someone. Likes my show and listens. So, with that being said, thank you to everybody. And once again, I don't say it enough, probably. But we do have a YouTube channel. Go check that out. I keep it uh, up to date pretty good now. I'm not so lazy. And uh, go check the show out on Spotify and pretty much any platform out there we're on. There's some new platforms that's starting. They keep asking us to come over that we're eventually getting on. But it's just taking some time. You know, so, but we're getting there, guys. Show's growing. More people are listening, and I fucking love it. You guys are awesome. Hell yeah. That's a nice podcast you got there. That's what a Stone Cold told me. I'm just pulling your leg. But I'm glad you like it. But I say but too much. I just need to stop. But I'm really excited, though, guys. Got a great show. Got off work early. Second so record this sucker early because I got off work early. So I'm ready. Pumped for the day, baby. <sighs> well, I guess without further ado, I don't really got anything to start out bitching about or anything. So, hey, it's a pretty good goddamn day, I'll tell you that. Well, I guess if you guys are ready, I'm ready. Let's get on with the first part of the show. Alright guys and girls, let's go over some stupid news. Number one, two people were rescued from a, from a tank of chocolate in a Mars plant in Pennsylvania last week. Yeah, apparently these two numbnuts fucking fell in the goddamn big old tank of uh, chocolate. So, yeah, how do you do that shit? Playing around at work, I bet you. He was probably playing around and shit. Yeah, I don't say uh, that there was an accident or how they fell or nothing. It just says uh, that they had to be rescued. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. I had to change my glasses and put my bifocals on so I could so I could read. Oh, now listen to this one. This one's pretty weird. Never heard of it, but it's true. 
It could happen, though. An Indiana man was uh, catfishing last week, and he found a sex toy in the belly of the uh, catfish. Yeah, and it was a big one, too, you know. He was real proud of it, went home, got it, started cutting it up, and you can go look up the video for it, but yeah, there was a sex toy, a fucking dildo, in the catfish's belly. So, guys, if you're going to be playing with your toys around the lakes and stuff, make sure you take them home with you. Just saying. It could end up in a fish's belly, then you take it home, and your son's sitting there, and then you got to explain to your son what a vibrator is, and then number two, then you got to explain how in the hell does a dildo or, you know... Get in a uh, catfish's belly. And I know you're saying there's a big difference between a vibrator and a dildo. I know that. I don't know which one they found, but it was a long penis, and it said sex toy. So, yeah, it was in the catfish's belly. Pretty weird, man. Pretty weird. I'd be like, what the fuck? And number three. In Amarillo, the security cameras at the uh, zoo there... Caught that strange-looking figure. Look it up on the internet. It's the Amarillo Zoo, the security cameras. But they found they they got caught something on camera that's fucking spooky, dude. It's a uh, it's like setting up, standing there, sitting and kind of walking like a man. And it, it's not it's not a man though. It's just it's really hard to explain. But it it's something there. It's sitting standing straight up. Sitting outside the fence. So now, a lot of uh, people around the United States have uh, seen the footage. And they have donated, people have donated security cameras in, left and right. And they've got a total amount of 80 security cameras. So, they're going to end up catching what they find. I mean, catching what they find. They're going to end up catching something on video. I'm such a duo. All right, next story is... A Beverly Hills man is guilty of hiring a hitman to kill his ex-girlfriend. Now, come on, guys. And he did it because she dumped him. Now, guys, don't be bitter because there's times when guys dump girls for no reason. You know, and too, it's just how it is dating. So just fucking suck it up and deal with it there, buttercup. But yeah, he'll be having a new girlfriend in prison. He'll be getting his uh, chocolate pounded all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe you uh, doing that hit wasn't such a smart idea there, was it there, Slick? I swear, some people are a bunch of slat nuts around here. All right, in Northern California, a gas station uh, manager was fired for setting the price of gas for 69 cents. And he did it because he just said he got tired of it. They wanted him to go up more, I think uh, 30 or 40 cents more than what was on the um, sign. So that morning they wanted him to raise it. And he's like, all right, fine, fuck y'all. Watch this. He lowers it to 69 cents. Starts a big old uproar. And everybody's like, what the hell? Oh, my God. You know, it was crazy. So, yeah, he got fired and they had to set the price right. But them few people that did get the gas, they got it at 69 fucking cents that morning. So... If you're one of them lucky few, kudos to you, man. See, it helps to get up early and be the early bird, guys. Okay, now we have a woman in the UK has a weird condition where she smells like fish. Well, what happens is 
we had this uh, something in our body when it goes down and breaks the food down. There's another chemical or something in our body that keeps it, I guess, from stinking really bad or something. Well, this woman don't have it, and how her body gets rid of it is like sweating it out and stuff. So it depends on what she eats, but she smells like fish a lot. But, I mean, she says she has to take a lot of baths, you know, and on hot summer days it's pretty rough. But, yeah, she said it's a, she got her boyfriend and everything, so... She got a good life. She just smells like a fucking fish 24-7, you know. So don't go play basketball with her. I'm just kidding. That's mean. What's our next one? Oh, yeah, get this. I, I don't know. This sounds familiar. I don't know if I've told this or not. <laughs> but there was a woman in China. She thought she was buying a Mastiff, some kind of Mastiff dog. Not a bull Mastiff, but some kind of Mastiff in that family, you know. Well, that's what she thought she was purchasing. Gets home with it, and about two years later, that motherfucker's like, I don't know, 500 pounds or some shit they said. Well, it turned out to be a baby fucking bear. It's one of the bears, that, it's some kind of a bear that China, you know, that they have over there. And yeah, that motherfucker was eating her at a house and home, and she's like, "This ain't right. What is wrong?" I mean, so yeah, come to find out, it was a damn uh, bear. Yeah, ain't that fucking crazy? That is nuts. Oh, well, okay, guys, let's go see what that old coon ass mother and down there in uh, Louisiana is doing in Boothville. Let's go check out Uncle Dicky. Hello, everybody. This is your good old friend, Uncle Dickie, baby. We're going to get live and funky, baby, all, all night long, baby. I do declare I've seen somebody's underwear. But this is your friend from down the road here in Boothville, Louisiana, baby. And out of the plateaus called Boothville. And this is Uncle Dickie, baby, for Uncle Dickie's Corner, man. I come in here just once a week with my cousin and do a little... A little run and let everybody know how's I doing, how's I feeling. But yeah, guys, I, 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 I'm so excited that, 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 that everybody's here today. So if I do this little stuttering stuff at first, I, I, I was trying to get the show going with the intro and I effed it all up. But that's okay, man. But this is Uncle Dicky, baby. I hope everybody's ready to have some fun, fun, babies, because it's gonna get lively and fun, baby. I got some. Uh, I just got some occasion. Uh, some some Cajun Father's Day gift to go over today since we got Father's Day weekend coming up and it's gonna be a shin, big old shindig down here at the at the old um, place this weekend because we're gonna be having uh, we're gonna be having God dang sorry guys I had a burp right there anyways we're gonna be having a good old big old cookout for the fathers down here we get together just like we do on Mother's Day for Father's Day and everybody gets together we have fun. The fathers get to kick back, relax, and all that. But it's a, it's a good old time, man. Uh, I, I, I really do enjoy the time we have down here. But it, it's a good old time. I hope everybody's looking forward and got some good stuff for the, uh, the daddy for Father's Day. If not, though, I got some gifts right here if, from, uh, if your, if your uh, daddy likes any Cajun stuff. So we're, so we're going to go over this in a minute. But I just want to let everybody know how my life's going here. Like I said, business going good, baby. 
And uh, it's been a bit been busy. The gas is going up and up. People keep bitching about it, and, and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, that's just what it is. That's what I got to sell the gas for at the island out there for the boats. You know, it, it's high as shit, man. Gas right now is higher than draft pussy. You know what I mean, babies? But anyways, we're going to get down with this funky list I made for everybody. I hope everybody do indeed enjoys it, because I know I might. <laughs> All right, if you're in Louisiana, here's some cool stuff to get your daddy. Number six, we're going to start out with number six and go all the way to number one. Number six is a crawfish boil. Man, if you want to get to your daddy's hot, just do a big old crawfish boil, because it's Louisiana, man, and we love them crawfish boils, baby. And number five, why don't you get your father a Cajun Gift bowl. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't write that down right. A Cajun gift box. A Cajun gift box, man. You go online and put any kind of stuff you want in there. You don't even have to be Cajun stuff. You go to this place and you can order this box and just put all this stuff in there for this person you want to give them to. And it's called a gift box. But we call them Cajun gift boxes because we stick some Cajun coon-ass stuff in there. Uh, Number four is... A personal crawfish tray. Now, every father will love that. And and I know what y'all are thinking. You know, what the hell's a goddamn uh, crawfish tray? What's the tray that your food comes in when you're eating crawfish? I know y'all got restaurants down there in Texas and everywhere around the world. I know when around the United States that serve crawfish. And when they come out to you, that tray they give you, that tray you eat out of, that, 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 that that's your crawfish bowl. And uh, them are pretty good. People like getting personalized ones. Uh, and then a, a, a crawfish shirt, you know, that, that's another good thing. Uh, another good one is a, a Cajun alligator turkey. I mean, Cajun alligator jerky. It's very, very good, guys. Me and my kids love it. I, I eat it the most all the time. But then the best thing you can get your father. A Cajun father for his uh, Father's Day is get that man some spicy pickled Cajun eggs, man. That motherfucker will love you forever, man. And I love them eggs, man. They're so good and just kind of just, oh, pickled and, oh, oh, just, I love the pickled eggs, baby. A lot of people say I'm gross and nasty, but it's, a, it's good. I love eating them. I just hate the repercussions of that because, woo, it gets pretty bad in there, if you know what I mean. But that's that, that's some of the gifts I got that y'all could get your great father for Father's Day if you if you if you feel like it. But I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut this really short. I just wanted to come on here and say Happy Father's Day to everybody, and that Uncle Dicky loves you, baby. We thinking about everybody right now in the world like we always do. We always send our prayers and best wishes to everybody. I want to say thank you guys to listen to my. Uh, cousin's podcast you know and i just very humble guy man just want to say thanks we's doing good down here in our little section of the woods baby it's down here in boothville louisiana but you guys keep clicking keep striking keep hitting them dingers and keep going deep baby but this has been uncle dickie's corner baby and and i and i and i want to see you later okay dad but you guys be good be square this has been uncle dickie baby we'll see you later 
Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that good old Uncle Diggy. He's just a good old cuz, man. Hope everybody's enjoying the show so far. We got our next part of the show. And that is our rock band Road Trips, buddy. Or, not Road Trips, Road Stories. All right. Going to start out with Ace Freely. He's the uh, lead guitarist for KISS. The KISS guitarist Ace Freely once alleged, once allegedly chunked per, chugged perfume in a drunken stupor, according to bandmate Paul Stanley. Freely was uh, already intoxicated during a limo ride and purposely drank the entire bottle of perfume after learning that it was that it contained alcohol. So he was uh, wanting to get drunk more so bad. Yeah, that's just crazy. This motherfucker could buy a liquor store, but he does that. All right, our second story is by the man of funk, baby, Rick James. Rick James was a funk pioneer of uh, in the 70s, early 80s, I'd say. He was arrested in 1981 for... Uh, to, for Oh, for torturing a woman while high on crack cocaine. James and his 21-year-old girlfriend uh, were accused of holding the woman hostage at James's Hollywood Hills home for two years. Oh, for two days. That's a long time, two years, to punish her. But uh, for two days, forcing her to have sex and uh, burning her with uh, James's crack pipe. Wow. And here's Keith Moon again. Remember now, he was the drummer from the for The Who back in the 70s. Keith Moon has to make a second appearance on the list for the, uh, for the second time when he passed out on stage after uh, consuming horse tranquilizers and brandy before a 1973 concert in California. Unable to revive him, the band invited a 21-year-old audience member, Scott Hopin, up on stage to finish the set in place of uh, Moon. That's crazy. They ask an audience member, hey, you know how to play drums? Come on up here. Finish it out with us. That's fucking crazy. But what's crazy is, this crazy son of a bitch, but that's just how Keith Moon was. He partied and pushed the limits. But tranquil horse tranquilizers and booze. What the fuck? Then we have Tony Lumi of uh, Tony Lumi of Black Sabbath, the guitarist. Tony Lumi was uh, convinced to be a uh... okay. Lumi has oh Lumi has confessed to a prank gone wrong in which he tossed a tossed a uh, bucket's worth of alcohol onto drummer Bill Ward. The prank. Prank went wrong when Ward immediately burst into flames for the for uh, reasons that are still unclear. It soaked third. Oh, it soaked third uh, degree burns into his uh, legs. Illumina wrote uh, he, the guy who did this wrote in his autobiography in two thousand eleven. 
Said he felt real bad for eating shit, but come on, why would you do that? That would burn. Just think about what it does to your regular when you stick your finger in there. Jesus. Then we have David Lee Roth. When he was the front man for Van Halen, he would uh, pay his roadies extra money for finding the hotel, the hottest groupies while on the road. Roth reportedly gave any roadie who picked up the woman he uh, eventually laid down with that night a hundred bucks. So, yeah, that's kind of fucking weird. I mean, but hey, the guys are making an extra money. That's crazy, though, man, how when you're a celebrity, celebrity, you do shit like that. Crazy as pattern peckers. All right, we are going to take a quick little commercial break, and we'll be right back to cover their next part of the show, boy. around the world then look no further than ghost stories told from the south I am the host of the show Stephen LeBouf I tell scary stories from all over the world and I really don't talk like this I just like doing that at first try to be scary but all BS aside I have a little podcast called ghost stories told from the south I'm your host Stephen Booth baby we tell, or I tell ghost stories um, from around the world, you know. We talk about hospitals, roads, bridges, lighthouses, mansions, hotels, uh, anything you can think of. So we cover anything and everything. And my daughter started the show with me, but she quit doing it. So it's just me right now. So, hey, but come listen. It's called Ghost Stories Told from the South. And the reason it's called that is because... Um, I'm from the South, and I'm telling ghost stories from the South. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? But it's some good old scary stuff. We cover urban legends, too, and just uh, maybe some unsolved mysteries, but it's mostly urban legends and uh, ghost stories and stuff. So, yeah, if you're looking for a good scary time to sit by the fire with your friends and tell some stories, Go check out Ghost Stories Told from the South. We are on Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, uh, Stitcher. Um, we're pretty much on every platform now, guys. We even got a YouTube channel. Go check it out, Ghost Stories Told from the South. We're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram, too. So go check us out at all them places and come check out the podcast. I hope you like it. Hope to see you at the next Scatter Scatter episode. Goodbye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that commercial. That podcast is about the ghost stories, and it's pretty good. Any of you people in Canada want to come listen to it, go ahead. I've got uh, some stories I'm covering from Canada on the last episode. It's all Canada stuff. But we're going to go over some gangsta stuff, the Philly mob. We're going to go over Philip Test, the chicken man, and Nakodami... Uh, anyways, we're going to go over one guy called Little Nicky uh, Scardo, or Scarfo. His uh, real name was, uh, not, I can't even hardly pronounce it. Anyways, his last, his uh, real name was Scarfo, but he went by Little Nicky because he was little, little. So he had a short guy complex, and he didn't like that shit. So, 
Who are we going to go over first? Why is there not that much of this guy? Oh, probably because it's right here. Trying to see. Yeah. That's why. Sorry, I got to fix my notes. Okay. Okay, that's why his name was mentioned. All right. <laughs> okay, everybody ready? We are going to go over, like I said, the first guy's Philip Test, otherwise known as the Chicken Man. Philip Charles Testa. He was born April 21st, 1924, and he died March 5th of 1981. Also known as the Chicken Man, he was an American mobster known for his brief leadership of the Philadelphia crime family. He became boss after Angelino Barno was murdered by his own consigliere, Antonio Capinagoro, who, uh, who in turn was ordered, was ordered killed by the uh, commission. Because he didn't, he acted alone. He didn't go get permission first, so the commission killed him. Because you're not supposed to kill a boss to begin with. Testa's nickname came from the involvement of the uh, poultry business, so that's how he got the name, the Chicken Man. <coughs> About a year after uh, Bruno's death, Testa was killed by the uh, by blast. Of a nail bomb allegedly ordered by his underboss, Peter Casalea. And another fun fact about this guy. When he died, Bruce Springsteen came out with a song called Atlantic City. And the first part of it starts out with, They killed the chicken man in Philly last night and they blew up his house too. It's a good song. I don't like his version. I like the remake that someone did. Just me, though. But anyways, uh, that's how he died. In his early life, he was born to a Sicilian to Sicilian immigrants in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he lived in South Philly with his family in his, uh, teenage, in his teenage years. In South Philly, he met and befriended future mob boss Angelino Berno. He later married Alfea... Argisano in early uh, police desires on a testa he was identified by law enforcement as not having a legitimate source of income and was uh, solely departed from winnings as a uh, common gambler so basically he got his winnings off of uh, gambling and mob stuff Tesla had his wife and had a son who was who also became involved in organized crime. Salvaretto Testa was killed three years after his father. That's fucked up. In 1970, uh, Testa became underboss of Angelo Barno. When Barno was murdered in the in 1980, Testo became boss, or Testa became boss. The Chicken Man did. Appointing uh, Scarfo as his uh, counselor, his next guy coming up to run the uh, family. 
One month after uh, Testa was murdered, he, Frankie uh, Darsui Sr., Harold, and Mario Roccabani, and Sparto and Joseph Calgillaire and several associates were were inducted were indicted in a federal racketeering case that considered uh, that concentrated on gambling and loan sharking uh, operations ran by the mob. The case was uh, based on an investigation called Operation Gameplex and was one of the uh, first built on the uh, RICO Act by the U.S. Attorney's Office in uh, Philly on March 15th of 81. Testa returned to his home in South Philly, and that was uh, across the street from uh, Stephen Gallard Park. As he was opening the door to his uh, twin home at 2117 Porter Street, a nail bomb went off and exploded under his porch. A nail bomb's a bomb that has nothing but nails in it. It's used for just shredding and killing and destroying. So they used that. His death was uh, alleged uh, ordered by the underboss and drug trafficker Peter Casella and Capo Frank Scarfa Sr., which later... Uh, which later resulted in Scarfa being gunned down by his counselor, gunned down by counselor being uh, banished from the mob and fleeing for Florida. Testa's violent death is a reference referred to in the, uh, like I just said, the opening song. Anyways, this guy was in the mob, Philly mob for years. And when uh, it was his time to start, you know, enjoying the fruits of being the boss, well, he got killed. He only lasted a year. And then after he, he, um, after he uh, died, here's when this uh, guy came in. Little Nicky, the guy with the fucking uh, little complex. They said he had a short temper and shit. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> All right. This one is about. Uh, Scarfa, Nikki Scarfa, the infamous Philadelphia mob, the infamous Philadelphia mob boss, Nikki Scarfa, passed away in prison on Friday. Oh, anyways, I'm gonna. He was an underboss. Da, 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 da. Okay. He was uh, 87 when he passed away. And he was serving a 50-year sentence for racketeering and murder and had been housed at the Federal Prison Medical Facility in Buntner, North Carolina for, for over a year now. Scarfa will go down as one of the uh, most erotic and violent mob bosses in recent American history. Where are we at? Sorry, I gotta find my spouse. 
by spot. Originally from Brooklyn, New York, Scarfa's family moved to New Jersey in the early 1940s. By the 1950s, Scarfo was working for his uncle Nicholas Nicholas Pacolo, Nicky Buck, a member of the uh, Philly crime family, nicknamed, then, then that's when he got the name Little Nicky because he was a little kid when he started, and he was a short bastard too. He was uh, nicknamed Little Nicky for his, uh, like I said, for his size. Scarfa made it made up for this in small sta- uh, of his small statue with a hair trigger temper and just a deadly uh, and just some deadly violence. The temper established him as foursome rebellion within the uh, mafia, but also got him in trouble with the uh, law too. And in 1963, so the mob liked liked his attitude and stuff, and the uh, cops were like, well, that's what's getting you put in jail. In 1963, for instance, he stabbed a man to death death at a restaurant over an argument that got out of uh, hand. He pled guilty to manslaughter and was released from prison after less than a year. He then went to Atlantic City to run the Philly crime family's interest there. Back then, the city was a uh, cow town. Gambling had not yet arrived, and uh, Scarfo was uh, scraping by with a small time, <coughs> excuse me, gambling and loan sharking outfit. Though he hated every day spent there, he introduced uh, binding his time. By then, legislation on gambling in Atlantic City passed, and he could uh, be the uh, guy who ran him. The 1970s was the decade that uh, Scarfo's future changed. He started off with him spending quality time in the uh, yard, the Yardville Correctional Center and several powerful mobsters, including Angelo Berno, leader of the uh, Philadelphia mob. It was a good, it was good to be able to go, to get close to these in power. Then in 1978, New Jersey legalized legalized casinos in Atlantic City. All of the sudden, money was uh, pouring into the city. Scarfa made sure all of his businesses profited royally. He re, he remind, he remained involved in gambling and loan sharking, of course, but also he had interest in bars and construction. The statu, the stature in Philly mob was on the rise. Now was the now was their new official man. In booming in a booming Atlantic City. In 1980, after uh, Barno, Philly's uh, Doe and respected mafia leader was shot to death in uh, front of his home, <clears throat> Scarfa rose even more. Barno's underboss, Philip T- uh, Test, the guy we just covered, suggested him as the underboss and appointed Scarfa as the. Uh, 
Consolaire, the next guy up. But Bruno's murder weighs just, uh, but Bruno's murder weighs just the uh, start, just starting to shoot in a bloody power struggle. And Tesla himself, Tesla, Tesla himself was murdered on March of 81 when his front porch got blown up. Shortly thereafter, in an extreme anger, Scarfa acceded to the, acceded to the throne. Hungry for revenge, what fella, what followed next can only be described as a bloody carnage. Scarfa went after anyone who felt had been involved that he felt was uh, involved in the test murders. When he ran out of targets, he uh, invited new ones and carried uh, or and carried on trying to interrogate them. Under the leadership, the uh, Philadelphia crime family began to uh, fester and burn from the uh, burn from within. Scarfa demanded loyalty, but he would not turn on his men in a second if they. Uh, failed to show up to a meeting or said something that he felt was out of line. He would become especially deadly and he uh, deemed you in a, a threat to his power. So if he deemed you through a threat, he was very aggressive and a dickhead towards you. He shocked his own loyal henchmen when he ordered the uh, murder of Salvatore Testa, the uh, son of Philip Test, Test, and one of Scarfa's most uh, most uh, dependable hitman, the young Testa was uh, considered a rise mob star with a bright future in the uh, rankings. Scarfa feared Testa's popularity and wanted him gone. His man did as they were told in 1984. Testa, Testa's best friend and best friend. Okay, let me go back. The computer went. Hey, I'm gonna stop right now. Where was I at? Ranking Scarfo T's probably wanted him gone. Okay, this left a bad taste among Scarfa's men. Parno increased as each feared for his life. While Scarfa felt he was uh, running, uh, running a tight ship, more and more of his loyal soldiers began thinking about the uh, unthinkable. They were obtaining to begin a rat and join the uh, eyewitness protection program, where they would be safe from Scarfa's violent uh, ways. And one of the other uh, flip. Here we go. <laughs> As one after the other flipped and became a turncoat, prosecutors began collecting evidence and building cases. By the late 1980s, Scarfa was locked in a cell. With uh, each court proceeding, he was greeted by yet another former undercover, I mean, under underling who had turned against him. The ultimate betrayal came when Philip Crazy Phil 
Leotan Latati was uh, was his own nephew and underboss and testified against him, providing racketeering and several uh, gangland murders. From prison, Scarfa trained to uh, main, tried to maintain control over the mob, but through his own son, uh, th- he's trying to do it through his son, Nicky Jr. However, unknown uh, assassins put a stop to that in 1989 when they... Uh, Riddled Nicky Jr.'s body with uh, bullets. So they gunned his son down just so he wouldn't get power anymore. That's fucking crazy. That's just what kills me about the mob life. How they're just like... I mean, they they are gut... Or not gutless. Well, they are gutless. But they just... They don't have no fear. They'll pull a fucking trigger on you quick. Let's see what else I got. If I got anything else for you. All right, the two last things I got is Father Day, Father's Day stuff. So, excuse me. I'm going to get a drink of water, take a quick break. We'll be right back. You ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered, why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really, really, out, really there. out There. And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am your father. co-host, Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, Unsolved Urban Lake, murders, unsolved mysteries, murders, mysteries uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends. We're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out there. there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are Pretty much on every platform. Mm-hmm. We have a YouTube channel, too, or channel. So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's, What's Really, really out, out There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little commercial. That's Stephanie's podcast. Well, guys, I got a little treat for you. Since it's Father's Day, we're going to go over a list of good stuff or a list of bad stuff to get dad uh, and a list of good stuff. So, let's get it going. Okay, ties. We're going to go with the worst list first. Don't get them ties. Don't do the coffee cups unless they like coffee cups. Uh, no house shoes. A lot of guys don't like house shoes. Uh, food cards. Yeah. We're not real big on them food cards. You know what I mean? Them cards you can buy for the restaurant and they got like 25, 50 bucks on them or something. Crocs. Don't get your dad Crocs unless they really like them. If they don't, don't push the issue. Uh, 
Eh, picture frames. Yeah, most definitely 100%. Don't do that for dad. And our last one. Don't get your dad a DILF t-shirt, please. Yeah. You know what a DILF stands for. Same thing as a MILF. 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 Yeah, it's a dad I'd like to fuck. Wow. You're going to get that for your dad. Our last one to not get for your dad for Father's Day is rompers. And if you don't know what these are, they're like fucking uh, basically onesies for grown fucking men. Okay, guys? Let's not do that. Let's not be them guys. Okay, here is a list of uh, good stuff. Grills. You can never go wrong with getting your dad a grill. Whether he lives in a city, lives in the country, he's going to want a grill. And then if he has that, you can always get him grill stuff. Coolers. That's always a good uh, thing, you know. Some of them dads like to have their cold beer. Uh, another one is get something for their favorite team. You know, whether they like college or or NFL or uh, the NBA or basketball, baseball, whatever. Get him something for from his favorite team. He'll like that. <clears throat> and you can always get stuff for his vehicle, whether it's a car or a truck. And a TV would always be nice because football season's coming up. But the biggest thing, the best thing you can give your dad for uh, Father's Day there's a big old hug and a kiss on the cheek and say, I love you, Daddy. I'm glad you're my dad. That right there would make your dad's day the fucking best. So do that if you want to. All right, guys. I think I'm going to close out the show. Not close it out, but the last little thing I'm going to do is I found this poem called It's a Father's Day poem. So I'm going to give you a drink of water and we're going to dive into that. All right, guys. It's called Only a Dad. Only a dad with a tired face coming home from the daily race bringing a little gold or fame to show how well he he has played the game. But glad in his heart that his own rejoice To see him come home to hear his voice. Only a dad with a broad afar. One of ten million men or more. Plodding along in the daily strife. Bearing the whips and the the scorns of life. With never a whipper of pain or hate. For the sake of those who who at home await. Only a dad, neither rich nor nor proud. Merely one of merely one of the surging crowd. Merling one of the uh, surging crowd. Toiling, striving from day to day, facing whatever may come his way. Silent whenever the harsh command, and hearing it all for the love of them. Only a dad who gives his all to smooth the way for his children small, doing with courage stern and grit and grit 
and grim the deeds that his father did for him. This is the line for him, I pen, only a dad, but the best of men. That's pretty cool, man. I know some people don't have dads to uh, celebrate for or anything, but uh, if you do, man, just remember, you know, uh, you know, just remember this too. Even when your dad passes at an older age and stuff, you know, it's sad, it sucks. But just remember, there's people like me and kids like me right now that don't ever have a parent sometimes or they have them when they die. So just think about that, you know. Even though your dad lived a full life and passed, there's people like me who didn't get to see my dad live his full life. There's people like Jackson didn't get to see their mom at all. So just think about that, guys. And squeeze your dad, hold him tight. It's Father's Day. Say I love you. Cook for him. Go make him a nice big old steak. You know, tell him he's beautiful. Tell him you love him. But, man, just hold on to him tight, dude. Because there's still... I ain't going to lie, man. There's still fucking days I wish my dad was here. You know, to talk to him as going through life of being a man. But I don't have that. You know, and it just sucks. You know, especially after, you know, going through divorce and losing my wife and it just sucks and you got no one to talk to when your father's not around like that you know so just remember man love them and squeeze them because uh i know i miss my dad a lot i know a lot of people miss their dads but you know it's like i said i had to watch mine die when i was 13 in a fire and i sucks but it is what it is guys but you got to remember man you got to move on and keep trucking on you know, that's what the person would want. That's what your dad would want. He wouldn't want you laying around grieving him all the time. You know, he'd be proud of you if you got on with life and remembered him and spread his word around. But, yeah, I really don't have a whole lot to bitch about, you know. It just still just pisses me off. Now, all of a sudden, they want to make try to make a gun issue when we should, should, have, tried, should have tried a lot sooner. But it... To me, we need to focus on more. Yes, these massive shootings are happening with legal guns, but we need to focus more on the criminals getting the guns because they don't go down to your local gun store and buy them, you dumbasses. They go down to their buddy's house, buy a fucking unregistered gun for half the fucking price you can buy it in the store, man. So that's what's going to suck is, is if they... The people that do obey the gun laws are getting more restricted. And the criminals just, they can get guns so easy. We need to get that and fix that too. Because people, if people want to hurt somebody or have something planned, they're going to find a fucking way. So, I don't know though. I'm just, it's sad. We have all its death. And now people want to gripe when we've had fucking kids dying in drive-bys for over 30 fucking years and nobody wants to bitch about that. We always have to wait till there's a big school shooting or something to talk about it. No, that's not how it works, guys. If you're going to be for it now, you should have been for it then, too. And that's what irritates me. This problem's been here. It's just festering. 
But we need to do something about our babies dying, getting shot by other people, you know. But, and here's another thing that cracks me up, guys. They want to talk all the fucking time. It's all over the news about the January 6th bullshit. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I could care fucking less. Let's show the fucking footage and show the uh, hearings they're having of that fucking, uh, of all the uh, Hollywood people and our government people that was going to that island <clears throat> and fucking kids. Where's the, where's the press on that? Nobody gives a fuck. They're more worried about what Donald Trump's did January 6th than trying to stop more fucking people fucking kids and taking them and abducting them. That's what pisses me off. You know, it's fucking stupid. You know, here it is. We have kids getting taken and turning into fucking sex slaves. But we want to play wag the fucking tail so you'll pay attention to this over here instead of paying attention to what's really fucking going on. Okay? Because if we don't have any fucking children to take over for us when we're gone, who the fuck's going to do it then if we keep allowing people to take them and put them in the fucking sex slave trade, guys? We got to stop this and stop it. But we're never going to because no one wants to talk about it or bring it up. Everybody says, oh, that, that sex slave stuff, it ain't real. People don't traffic people. Bull fucking shit. You can kiss my fucking ass. You know, it just irritates me. There's a real issue here with kids being fucked and raped and fucking being shot in drive-bys. But we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about other bullshit to keep your mind off of that. Because people like Tom Hanks that was caught red-handed at that fucking island, you know, get off scot-free. That's why he moved to another fucking country. That's why I don't like Tom Hanks anymore. He was one of them guys who was going to that island to fuck kids. But he moved to a different country, so. But everybody still thinks he's a swell guy. Yeah, well, fuck him, too. And fuck his goddamn howdy cartoon shit. His howdy cowboy. Anyway, sorry, I got a little, little mad. I'm, that's one thing that really pisses me off is uh, kids and people fucking with animals. It really pisses me off. Especially kids. You know, that's one thing I could not do. I could not sit there in a in a courtroom and listen to a motherfucker that uh, killed and raped my kid. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. As a fucking parent, I don't want to kill that son of a bitch. But uh, sometimes you got to leave it up to, you know, God's hands, I guess. Or, you know. But it just makes me mad. We got bigger issues to fry. But we're worried about January 6th. Well, you know, the thing on January 6th is there's videos that were out of people on the inside opening doors up and shit. You know, so they could have kept them people out if they wanted to. They know goddamn good and well they could have. But they did it on purpose because Trump was in office. You know, that's why our country's fucked up right now because of hate. Whether you have hate for racism because you don't like a color, whether you have hate for a fucking another person that's in a political party, we have hate for a president. I mean, there's too much goddamn hate going on in its fucking world. And we're never going to pull our head out of our ass, guys. Because I'm not saying the end of the world is coming or nothing like that at all. I'm not saying that. But 
You know, our economy's fixing to go to shit and shit's gonna get bad. What are you gonna fucking do, guys? You know, so. I'm sorry about bitching and taking so much of your time, but. <laughs> I will stop my rambling. But you guys remember now, YouTube channel is always up. Go check us out on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Amazon, any platform we're on. And uh, go give me some uh, reviews, guys. Give me some uh, five-star reviews if you don't mind. Tell me how bad or good the show is. I don't care. But you guys keep up with me on Facebook, too. Borderline Texas Trash. Instagram, Borderline Texas Trash 69, I believe. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's where I'm at. But I want to try to start doing a more do a live show, too, one night. So I might look into that. But hey, guys, you guys be good, be real. Uh... I just feel like that old man bitching at the cloud sometimes the older I get. There's just shit that pisses me off. But hey, it's what it is. But you guys be good, be real. This has been Borderline Texas Trash, baby. And I'm your host with the most, baby. Uncle Boo. The most recognizable voice podcast in the day, baby. Glad you came by. Glad you had fun. I'm out of here. You guys have a great freaking weekend. And don't fuck up. Don't be drinking and driving. You want to drink, smoke, do it. Make sure someone's driving you, though, bud. All right? Be safe. Keep it between the ditches. And come on back, baby, because I'll always leave you something to talk about. Be good, fellas and ladies. Stay beautiful. Be good. Be real. We will see you later.